there's some bad records out there. Hold on. Let's 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 see. Worst produced records of, of Oh, it's gotta be all time. Huh. <laughs> it's gonna have a whole catalog of <laughs> You don't fuck with <laughs> Oh my god, no. Like other than no, other than the if you li- those records did not age well. Those beats did not age well. <laughs> But he is definitely on the list of worst worst producers to ever. Yo, come on, man! Like he had some steamers, but I just think it worked right. But those records did not age very well, bro. If you listen to them, I'm just like. Welcome to the Chop Shop. I am Eddie James, and sitting next to me is my trusty partner in crime. Yes, sir. Bro, co-host, DJ React. EJ, my big brother, bro. My big brother. EJ the OG. Yes. That's right. Yes, yes. Welcome to the Chop Shop, man. First episode. I am so fucking excited man so excited yes, sir Woo! so excited i gotta get a better woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> hey uh hey, speaking of chops shout out to hassan mackey man and uh yes. yu the 78 or phase one yes, the record yes. that you hear in the background right now is called the upright hit the link in the show description and you know who it's produced by uh-huh it's produced produced and arranged by my man my partner in crime my man eddie james yes 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 you're i was on the scratches too yes you killed the hook when you listen to the record the hook that's me on the cuts my god dj react on the cuts on the cuts man what's up man our first show out the box bro here we we are here um yes sir Thank you very much for um, coming up with the the idea of the chop shop because um, I was terrified of it <laughs> at first. <laughs> it, it, listen, it took it took you a little while to get on board, but hey, we're here. Like I said, you yeah. know, it's the first episode, and man, we got a fucking good one for you today, man. Everybody yes, who's listening, Sean J. Period is here remotely because <laughs> uh, you know uh, technology, right? Sean J. Period is here. We're going to be talking to Sean about his story and his production story and his come up. That's what this show is all about. Not just for producers, but for music lovers, man, and for everybody. If you're a fan of music, you're a fan of this show right here. This is going to be some good shit, man. It is. It is, man. I'm, I'm excited, brother. I'm excited, too, man. I'm excited. How was your week? Let's just start with that. Man, my week was great, man. Um... You know, coming coming uh, back from Florida last week. Oh, you're week. fancy. Yeah, man. It was <laughs> knock it off, man. Fancy. Florida is great, man. <laughs> um, I spent some time there, man. Got got a got a chance to visit visit with some people I love, and uh, the weather. Speaking of love, it, the weather was all love, bro. It was like 80 every day. Uh, that's sunny. great. I was here in New York City with the bipolar ass weather. Uh, hanging out with the rats on the M train and hanging out with the bums 
on 34th Street. It was a lot of fun. Um, needless to say, that is so cruel, man. We have the best, the best, the best city on the on, still the best city ever. Uh, yes, I I yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. but my week was good, and then after that. I ventured up into Stanford, Connecticut at my residency, Fortina mm, Pizza mm-hmm. in Stanford. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to listen to some dope shit and eat some pizza in the process, take your girl out, take your wife out, whatever you want to do, come hang out. Stanford. Yes. Uh, super fun. Always a good time. And I play everything up there, bro. I play everything. Yeah. From fucking I've, I've hip hop to, yeah, yeah you. You know, you know how I get down. So Hold up. And, the, and the food, the food's really wonderful. The it food is, is amazing. The food yeah. is absolutely amazing. Anyways, shameless plug, Fortina. Yes, very good stuff. Yeah, man. Talk your shit, bro. I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, just like you said, man. Uh, for producers, um, there's gonna be some, some, some revered, uh. You know, up and coming, a lot of up and coming producers, which is great because, um, you know, it is a producer podcast, not just hip hop, but, uh, you know, just production period. Yeah. for uh, Let's let's just get that. Let's get that out the way. There's, you know, there's going to be a lot of different shit going on and we can't really disclose who we got coming up next, but we got some treats in store and yes, uh, you guys just got to lock in, man. Click the link in the show description. Listen to the Hassan Mackey record and make sure you follow the chop shop on all social medias and make sure you lock in with the chop shop playlist too. Don't forget. I almost forgot to plug that shit. Yeah. Hey, what am I wearing right now, pal? I mean, come on. I got the, I got the merch. Yeah. You got the chop shop gear on. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out guns blazing, pal. But more importantly, pal, more importantly, my friend, it, 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 once again, for the producers man this is for sure for sure yeah it's it, we, we're gonna have a great time and this is just normal for us man i mean we found ourselves talking about producers and production on the every phone day and every, every yeah day. every day man every so day. anyways back to sean j period dude is an absolute og and has been in the music business for quite some time now and if you don't know, you're about to find out because absolutely drumstacks.com is one of the dopest sound packs around. Period. Yeah. End of story. Wow. Yeah. And the best part, not only is Sean painted forward by sharing his stuff with the world, but it's all drums curated by Sean himself. Thirty nine ninety nine, yeah. one time fee, and you don't have to pay anymore. That's it. It's forty dollars. No, Sean will kill me if I say that shit. Forty dollars. <laughs> it's thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. That's really dope. I have them. Um, I enjoy them, and uh, you use you them know, all the time. I do monthly, and then monthly, man. It's like uh, waiting for like waiting for Christmas, man, because you know some new drums are coming, and you don't have to yep. pay for them. Like waiting for something new to drop. Yeah. Sean drops. That makes sense, man. That, that's actually oh, 100%. Uh, some great, great, uh, I mean, that's just a great way of uh, selling your, your product, man. Without any further ado, if you're in your car, wherever you're listening to the show from, make some noise, pull over, pull up a seat. Sean J. Period's in the building. Yes, yes, yes. Dude, listen, I, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. First, first show, first show, first guest, you know Thank what I mean? You, it's and, an honor. When I uh, found that out, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, this producer for me 
was very instrumental in my come up, period. I remember distinctly in 90, around 95, 96, looking on records because I was heavenly buying records and just uh just looking for inspiration and uh i believe the first record i came by <laughs> was universal magnetic we were in the same pocket so to speak but as a producer we we tend to uh dive in and i remember distinctly actually remember <laughs> you had to the Eddie, the Eddie joint. Most def gonna keep me naked like That's crazy, like the umfufu thing. Right, right. Um, but the beat was crazy, and and um, it was Universal Magnetic by Most Def and um, Sean J. Period. Um, is the producer. Um, we are very, very honored. It is our first uh episode. Um, at the chop shop and uh sean jay we are just uh really happy that you you agreed to do it with us man so ladies and gentlemen sean jay Perry. yeah that was a fucking uh, good that was a good fucking yeah. uh yeah for sure yeah man. that was good right there yeah. <laughs> that was look, good look with, with the with the deep voice everything man. yeah yeah <laughs> hey yeah, e- even though you, like on the track they were like pterodactyls <laughs> You know, yeah, that uh, shit was fired. Story about that, a story about that too. <laughs> we gonna but get yeah, into but, it. Yeah, but appreciate it. Be definitely a pleasure. Yeah, dude, no, for sure. I uh, appreciate you coming on the show. So, what was it like working with Most Def? An experience, right? I mean, and I know we're talking twenty years, twenty plus years ago. Is it twenty years? Ninety five. Yeah, that record. I'm fucking terrible. Whatever. It was out, like ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah. Six ninety six in in that window, right? I mean, yeah. just sitting in the studio with him and Talib just had to be an experience, right? Yeah. The interesting thing, like, like thinking back on it, we were like young kids. See, like looking back in 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 retrospect, we can really see it's like, oh man, that moment. But then, mm-hmm. and I know you know this because you just like different stories that you shared offline. Right. You know, and talking to both of you, it's like you just you see things from a different perspective. You know, we're looking sure. in the rearview mirror of it and we're seeing, OK, that. Wow. We were there. But when you were in it, you were just kids trying to just do what you had to do. You know, you didn't need, you, I didn't look at most like, ah, most. I looked at him like, oh, he's dope. You know, Talib, he's dope. Let's, you know, let's work together. You know. So let me ask you this question um, real quick. So um, just. You know, grassroots Sean J. Period. Um, you are a, a Virginia native, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. What part? What part from Virginia? Uh, Richmond. Okay, Richmond. It doesn't matter because something's in the water <laughs> from VA. Like, like that was that I, was Pharrell's. Uh, the name of Pharrell's. Right before the pandemic, he did that. Um, what did he, he did? Like a fe- music festival at Virginia Beach on the beach. Oh it, yeah, uh, yes, yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, but but I didn't make that shit. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. no. I, I didn't. I didn't make it up. I, I was dead, dead serious, man. Because all the producers, every single producer I know from Virginia is fucking fire. Mm. Seriously, thank you, man. Um, you know yourself. You know you got knots. You know there is uh, Bink. I mean. 
there's Bink. Oh, Bink is from is, VH. I would count D'Angelo in that, even though he's an artist, he's a producer. You know, no, but he was beat making too. Yeah, like, like, yeah. like, but there's so many producers, man, that come out of V8. There's Timberland, right? Pharrell. There's Chad and Pharrell, right? I mean, we're talking like seriously, like it's crazy. Like, there's a new kid right now, um, uh, Drew Dave. Mm, okay, it's cr- Drew Dave is amazing. Um, another Virginia. I have producer, to check. I heard the know. name. I heard his name too. Oh, Sean, he is he's incredible, man. But uh, say that to say this, man, that um, your origin story. Uh, how did you? How did you end up in New York? Well, I mean, obviously, New York was the initial uh, impetus for hip hop, right? And and mm-hmm. it's like a ripple in a pond that you know the rock entered the water and it just spread. And as it right. spread, it went, it blended with the different ideologies of a local area. You know, that's why, you know, as it goes to different, the South interpreted it a certain way, the West Coast interpreted it, you know, and as it goes further out. So um, I ended up in New York because, you know, obviously being exposed to hip hop and a lot of times people would, you know, bring mixtapes down and um, we, we would watch certain videos and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, just like anybody else, we were just, you know, observing the growth of hip hop, enjoying it. A lot of times people, uh, artists would come through town and tour at like the Richmond Coliseum. Like my first concert I went to uh, was the New York City Fresh Fest, right? Which <laughs> I think was, the, yes. yeah, which was like one of the, the first, I, uh, recently I was looking at it. And the, you yeah, know, Houdini, Houdini, Houdini uh, uh, beat, Fat Boys, uh, Fat Boys, uh, Run DMC. Yeah, I think like David D. Next was on there too, like as a, um, you know, yeah. obviously probably add on or whatever like that. Right, wasn't necessarily yeah. on the main bill, but yeah, I remember my uncle took my cousin and I. You know, it was a school night. Yeah, I think it was a Sunday. They had the concert. I remember it was a school night. Took us, you know, in his Volkswagen. Uh, bug, you know what I mean? And it was like, you know, so it's all crammed up in that, <laughs> yeah, 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 like a clown car, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I have to actually thank you for that, too. I, you know, sometimes, yeah, I have to I have to reach out to it because <laughs> look, no other my parents were gonna take us, you know what I mean? And this is, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, I gotta reach out to it for that. <laughs> Those were the fucking days, man. And like, sure. and and, and, and we all had tight jeans on back then. <laughs> I don't remember. We, yeah, yeah. Like, like we were rocking acid, either acid wash, like two toe stripes, whatever. You yeah, right yeah. Though. The the Lee the Lee the Lee stripe jeans, yeah. Lee stripe pants with with or either five hundred ones. Like they yep. were tight, especially yep. around that time. Yes, yeah, I, you're right. I get it. Yeah, you're right. With tight all the way down, not like these, yeah. with, like baggy up top and tight at the like the you know toward the calf. It's like tight straight, like you know. And I probably had like, there was like five motherfuckers in the bug, like <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> yeah. But it, it, yeah, it was great, man. So then you know, obviously progressed on, um, and then was in different groups with you know different people uh, throughout high school, you know, and um, the. This guy named like Rusty. I ended up he ended up being a DJ, and then we did it's just a bunch of people, right? So, and then my cousin Jeremy, uh, and I we went. He went to VCU, and then I was a year behind him. And then, um, but actually, previously before in high school, the DJ who ended up Mayor, who ended up, he ended up helping us to um, get signed because he his aunt was uh, Carmen 
Ashworth Watson. So she basically was like running, you know, part of Def Jam and then Rush Communications, you know, in a le- leadership yeah. position. So Mayor knew Bobito, you know, from intern in the Def Jam in the summer. So, yeah. So when, as Cucumber on, Slice. <laughs> right. So as we worked on the demo, we were fortunate to have, a, you know, an outlet to, you know, we, we tried to send it to, you know, you send them in the mail and you send it to, you know, different people, whatever. But we had a direct connect. So in it, once we worked on the demo and he gave it to Bobito, you know, Bobito, like we didn't sign the Def Jam or anything like that. But but because mm-hmm. Bobito and Stretch had the show together, Stretch was the A&R at Big Beat Atlantic. So that's ultimately how you know we connected you know with big beat atlantic and then once once we signed we signed we actually probably signed the deal in 90 late winter of 91 or some round in there and then we moved Whoa. to new york in 92 so we that i was in crazy school. yeah so i was in i was in high school i mean uh jeremy he was i think he was his third year and then we were mayor and i we were in our second year because we graduated together and then, so we wait, 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 wait. You were still in high school. We, we uh, no, 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 college. We were in college. In college, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, no, thought no, you, no. I thought you were talking about high school too. Yeah, no, no. I'm glad you said it. No, we graduated high school <laughs> together. I was just trying to get the timeline straight. So my cousin was at VCU, and then I went to VCU, and then Mario went to a, a school, um, uh, historic black college, uh, St. Paul's down in Virginia as well. So. That, that's yeah. amazing, man. Like, 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 um, so you just, you, you literally, um, it had to be scary to pack, like, we're going to the city, we're moving to the city. We're talking about your group, right? Down South, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, I did my homework on Down South. Okay. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, Sean, uh, you and I come from the same, the same, the same bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, time period. I just want to know, like, were you guys set up? Like, when you came here, like, was the deal signed already? Uh, what what label was it on? Um, down south, uh, Big Beat Atlantic. So Big Beat was okay a subsidiary, and Craig Coleman, um, the CEO. You know, he was mm-hmm. basically running that. But funny enough, Craig Coleman, unless it changed within the last two years of a per- when I had a conversation with him, he's still the CEO of Atlantic. So he went from Big Beat to being all these years later, you know? So, yeah. you know, they, that, they never, they never leave for us. Yeah, longevity, <laughs> you know what I mean? But yes. yeah, so that's, that's how we ended up, you know, and obviously it was through Stretch, right? Because Stretch was the A&R and then Bobito was the connect because they had the show, right? Um, yeah, so th- that was it. That is, am- that is amazing. That's amazing. Um, so Stretch signed you guys. Correct. And then after that, uh, Rob Reef too low, he became the ANR after that. Um, and oh, kind of took the project through, you know, the goalpost. So Stretch was roughly halfway through with us. And then, because it took us multiple years to record the album, you know, so. Yeah. For various reasons, so. Shouts to Reef, Sirius XM days. Yeah, Reef. Yeah, yeah for sure. Reef's all right. <laughs> 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 oh yeah that's right you know reef too i sat in his office a few times he was like yeah these, these beats are all right the one thing about reef and i'm, I'm going all of them you know <laughs> between stretch reef would reef would do this thing and 
you need certain people to like to just go at you. Yeah. To like send you home like what? Yeah. Like you said, he used to do this thing, like, you know, now mind you, he they paired us with the Beat Nuts, uh, T Ray, you know, all kinds of different people. So we were sitting at the feet of these guys, you know, mm-hmm. at, as their careers were really growing. Yeah. And 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 I used to bring beats in and stuff like that. And then it, but he literally took this though. So this is why he's like, he said, like, You you come in here with those Dixie Cup snares. And he would do <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like Ugh. That's crazy. Yeah. But, I, I didn't even get that. At least you got a critique. I was just like, yeah, Well, I was on the other side. So I mean he had to give me the critique, right? But the thing is the thing though, bro, like when I look back on it, like that type of advice, right? And specifically him, because he was one of the ones who did it, right? I only had a few people to do it, but it really made me better, bro. Because it sent me like, it. it's like that competitive thing. You know, hip hop mm. is competitive, right? It just, yeah. nature, someone, even outside of hip hop, someone tells you you can't do something, human nature kicks in. It's like, what? Yeah. You know, now if someone has a lower self-esteem, it they internalize that and it just, they they take it as oh you know what I'm saying, but if you uh if you have a the heart of a lion, bro, it's like what? Give me dicks and cups. I'm gonna prove you wrong. I'm like, you know, <laughs> but but it makes you better. <laughs> well, well, God, God, God bless you, uh, Sean, because there are many producers that do not have that thick skin. Um, obviously, I didn't have for sure at the time. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you, but but you were taking you were you you had already have gone from your home in Virginia to to Manhattan, to New York City. Mm-hmm. So you had no choice. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you really did. They really didn't. So you were, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that you were, you know, willing to uh, accept all critiques and, and learn from it. Yeah, it was hard, though. It was hard. And the thing is, too, you had mentioned earlier, um, you were saying about, I, th- I think you were getting ready to go into this question about like the the support system. What yeah. support system did we have coming yeah. here? And and the beautiful thing that Mayor really, you know, it was his family that embraced us. You know, we moved uh, with his family in Brooklyn. We actually were a sh- street over from Biggie, so we saw a lot of. We saw Biggie when Biggie was on the block yeah. before he really got signed. That's well, crazy. Even just it'd be here, Junior Mafia, up at like you know the corner. Um, you know, the bodega, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I, I assume I know what they're doing, but it's like, but cool. It's like, <laughs> what's up? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but then because like, let's say reef and stretch, all of them ran in the same circles with, um, Maddie C. And I think Maddie C was <laughs> oh the one God. who, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who discovered, um, Biggie or at least brought it forward. Right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yep. So, that's wow, wow. Up being in, in those circles man yo but. yo like this this is why this is why i'm very happy that that you are the first guest because um like literally y- your stories like we're six degrees um you know separation Separated. yeah yeah sure. like like we really are because like you you say uh stretch and bobito um on the flip side you know they were responsible for whatever you know light that we had um because i was a part of a independent label called true criminal Um, oh yeah yeah we talked about this yes yeah yeah 
So, so the first guys that embraced us really was 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 Bobby and um and Stretch, right? Like the whole movement with Ox Skills and FT, mm-hmm. yeah, um, FT, yeah, yeah, yeah Street yeah. Smarts. I did yeah. all, I did all like all of those original records. So, you know, myself, Buck Wild, um, uh, awesome, Laura bro. Finesse. You know, but they champion the shit. So. I mean, it's just amazing how um, when I look at uh, Stretch and uh, Bobby, how they just got inducted into, um, I think, the Radio Hall of Fame. They just yeah. did, like like a, a few days yeah. ago, I just saw. They deserve That's it. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they I really... I that up. Yeah, That's I mean, awesome. but but you were, you're, you're out of that lineage, man. And um, I remember everything distinctly, and I remember your records, man. I, I really do, man. I can't say it enough. Like. I just remember, man, like, because we were all on the same wavelength, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, but let me, let's go back because, um, before you even made it to the city and when you're in Virginia, I want to know who your inspirations were and, and, and how you got started. Was it, I mean, did, uh, producing period, um, uh, no pun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I listen to your music, and I just want to know, like, coming from Virginia, and um, and listening to hip hop music, what were your first um splash into um hip hop being in Virginia, mm-hmm. and then your production and and how it came about? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's funny, man. I think. We heard a lot of the, you know, um, Melly Mel's, and you know, you were hearing it, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. but I, I, I actually, I'm going to answer it a little bit later because you know, hip hop was obviously growing, and I remember hearing um, uh, Dougie Fresh. You know, one of the first hip hop songs they played on like actual radio, like the FM radio, and yes, it was just, <laughs> just, just different things, right? But the, I, I'm going to jump in from the point that you know, the, the song, and I was talking to somebody recently about this, that I remember when I heard my, my cousin Tyrone, he had, um, he was from the city. So I would say I grew up in the sub, in the rural area or whatever, right outside. Where I am in white plains. (laughs) (laughs) The equivalent. Yeah. The equivalent. Right. But he would go to Richmond with his family. And I remember he came back with a VHS tape and it had all these different videos on it. Right. You know, from, um, my posse's on Broadway. It was broad, right? Yeah, to yes. to um, p- Power Rule, to whatever, right? All this stuff. But it was a specific song that I heard. I heard this song on AM radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, W-A-N-T was a um, station in, in Richmond. So the AM, obviously, you know, lesser uh, bandwidth, I guess, quality. Yeah. Level. But I remember I heard Gangstar's Manifest oh, on wow. AM radio. Oh, so, oh my God. so from a from an influence standpoint, I had earlier influences in that. Yeah. But but I think that song, when I heard that song, I I mean I remember it. Like I, I just it yeah. it hit me. And then so what happened was I heard the song on the radio, and then when I got the when I got the videotape, you know, it had the various songs, and he had the manifest video on it, right? Oh, and I was like. And they see who it was, cause I yeah. didn't, I didn't, I didn't know it was just a song, right? Yeah. And and to see Guru, and then obviously uh, Premiere, yes. and then I went out and bought the No More Mister Nice Guy on cassette. 
I believe right? that was the '89 because I graduated from high school that year, and I I I, I think I distinctly remember it was '89. Um, I'm willing to say that. Um, I thought it was before then, bro. Like, um, well, no more, Mister Knight. But but you said manifest, I, like manifest. Uh-huh. I believe. Um, I don't know if you might. No want more, Mister Nice Guy came out in '89. What I say? Yeah. I, I, really? I, wow. Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, okay. it was it was my senior year of high school, and I just remember that record manifest. Um, but manifest came out before, obviously, the single before they released that album, right? Um, was yeah. it? Were they doing it like that? Uh, I don't think it was in '88. I'm 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 willing to bet. I just. Um, I just remember. I just it, feel like it was, dude. I graduated in '90, and I feel like it was earlier. I mean, it could, you know, it's what it was. But oh, we like the I same said, crew, you know? Yeah, '89, '90, baby. Yeah, yeah, man. See, I know yeah. the connection. Yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure, man. man. But but I, I I attribute, like I said, I had heard many songs, right? But that, yeah, it's something about the way premiere. And 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 this is me reflecting, you know, being fifty now. Like, yeah, like he literally is one of my favorite producers that oh, I don't necessarily think about like every day. But then I realize like the impact, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. and 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 like I tell people yeah. uh, about why I stop sampling and stuff like you know th- the various things. But like I tell people, it's yeah. it wasn't it's not a hatred towards sampling. I said my favorite songs or samples right like it just it was just a choice yeah. i made to just expand my musicianship and what i wanted to do right yeah that's all yeah. right and and but but manifest and come clean are my two favorite songs you know what <laughs> oh, i mean okay. so are, but, are, but are, it, are your favorite gangstar records uh that's a lot <laughs> but i would say but i would say mm. from from a pure influence standpoint those yeah. are the ones that immediately because because obviously it really is premiere right you know, because um, he premiered. Yeah, I second. I second the whole premiere you know. thing. Yeah, you but know, this so. cre- it's crazy, Sean. Because when I hear your early roots of your production, obviously we were all influenced by premiere. Um, but when I think of your earlier roots and the records that that introduced me to you, it feels like tribe. And I'm well, a tri- okay. I'm a tribe guy. That's true. No, no, I, and and I am a triber. So I'm. We're not talking about okay, like that i'm glad you picked that up because that's totally of of like the the pure line per yeah, se yeah it's definitely tribe of even the native tongue of Dela of all this stuff but tribe for sure no doubt yeah you know yeah because but, but i think that the impetus would would really it's just a connection point with okay. premiere i think i think that that just how premiere approaches a sample right yeah yeah how he you know where he the like could you listen to some of the stuff like the um the Shelly Man thing is easy, right? With Come Clean, because that's like going right off the top. Yeah. But that even influences how I do sound design. Like what the, I use that as an example. Like, yeah. but then you could you could listen to um uh Mass Appeal. Christ. You just took the words out of my mouth. Like yeah. uh, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up because because Mass Appeal is it, it is the magnum opus of gangstar when mm-hmm. i when every time i think of gangstar um maybe or maybe step into an arena mm-hmm. step into the arena i'm not gonna say to wake because it was a, a guest record but but um it's mass appeal it's it's the illest record it's one of the illest records i've ever heard and it's just a mm-hmm. 
a it's smidgen. so far where he got it from. I'm like, what? Because I listened to the record, like you know, you know they do those sample videos on YouTube where it's like so and so sample this or whatever. Yes, and I'm like, huh? The patience <laughs> that he had to have, even just sitting in the studio listening to records, playing, eating peanuts, whatever, right? Whatever he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> And it goes, dun, 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 and it goes on, and I'm like, oh, oh. like, dude, over and over, and just, dun, dun, brun, 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 and over and over, just that the the one bar, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he could do that. Not many people could take something that had a repetitive nature and still make you like it still grew. Because if you know, like, e- even back in the day, obviously we were into loops and stuff. Now yes. new music really evolves and changes and drops yes. and does stuff like that. Yeah. But he could literally take that scratches what and and it just like you you could just listen to it for hours. You know, Mass Appeal is a record that I can I can honestly play every time I hear it, and it 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 just never. Um, Shit, it'll never get old, bro. It never gets old. That's right, React. It never gets old, but it's super repetitive. Um, but it, you know how you find that magic, and uh, yeah. and and it's with the triplet kick though, because you. Say, oh yes. Like, like it's just like yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it just rolls you over. It's like like falling down a step. Like you know, Man. Keep, you know. So Sean's like, so we all have our stories about janky equipment. My question to you is: Did you come in as a DJ? Um, obviously, you were emceeing. You know, um, I just want to know, like, you know, did you come in as a DJ or a producer, or and just your origins of like the first piece of equipment? I mean, did you have to go through? You know, I had to go through pause tapes. You know, did you okay. do a pause <laughs> tape? You know, just your first things of production. Um, I would say that. Um, to answer the initial question, definitely came in just as MC production. You know, as I mentioned earlier, was just more of a function for the MC. You know, to have something to, to rap to or whatever like that. I say I was start with my first sampler. My first sampler was a Digitech Time Machine. It was like this um two second sample. It's something crazy, right? You know. Oh my gosh, Sean. Yeah, hey. Digitech. <laughs> and and then um. And then they end up doing like the four track, like I had a, a Fostex four track, <laughs> and they would do like we, you mentioned like the pause tape thing, right? But then oh, do it like um so you know whatever, nah, 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 nah. stop, nah, it's for the track, nah, nah, nah. you know what I mean? Like yeah, like that. And then graduated to a Roland TR five hundred five, right? Yeah, I remember that. And then an Alesis HR sixteen. Okay, so that yeah. that's interesting because it's crazy that you say that because the first things like you know I had the like the little Casio think you know mm-hmm. we jam, jam it on the wood jam, jam, right right right, you know, right 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 that right. was the Casio <laughs> the Cosby, like, the Cosby edition yeah the Casio one <laughs> shit and dink you know like you would but we were track I was tracking but it's not about me it's but but you you what you just said like you said Digitech. So my first sampler was I had a Digitech. It was a guitar foot pedal. Mm. The Digitech 5000 or 8000. It was like mm. a little blue pedal. It had two pedals. Mm. Yeah, it was like literally like two little pedals. 
and you can jimmy it into the mixer, right? Mm. <laughs> and shout out to my my cousin Seth Marcel because this was his equipment. But you said Digitech, right? Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned the Elise's drum machine. Mm-hmm. So that, that was that was his equipment. This was the first my first generation of really tracking, and we had like a um. It started off with a Fostex. Mm. <laughs> but, but, okay, but you know something though. Think about this. Like, like we're marveling. Like we had some of the same equipment, but yeah. then you have to think from a pure marketing standpoint. Yeah, it was probably was only the some of the only pieces out. So it was like the, the, <laughs> you know, what I mean, like we 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 live in a world where we are awash in everything, oh my yeah. God. right? Yes. Whereas yes. you know, because why did why did most people? You you know the Kanye all these people talk about the AR uh, sixteen or the ASR um, EPS sixteen plus or yes the you know the MPC the SP twelve hundred the you know it's like the world we came from was was small in, in terms yeah. of equipment you know in the application so I'm telling you it was the craziest shit ever and <laughs> and my sampler it was both Digitech so I would have to hit what guitar players use, and they would loop their stuff and right, then build right, upon looper. it. Right. right. It was a looper. It was, it was a the first pedal. generation. And, and that makes sense, though, because Digitech still makes uh, guitar pedals and all kinds of stuff. So yeah. That, that actually makes sense. Yeah. And it was crazy because I was like, oh, man. like, But it was just grueling because we would do the beat on the drum machine, right? And lay that down. And then hit the samples, get our samples, and we literally had to for three minutes and thirty seconds, or however long the song was, mm-hmm. we had to tap the pedal on beat, right? And that was just one layer, right. <laughs> like so. I say I have to say this: your Digitech was it a sample? Like, did you have to do the same thing, or did or did uh did it loop around or? It's interesting because that particular unit not only did sampling, but it had mm-hmm. like effects on it, like delay and mm. other things. Echo. So it's it's yes. kind of a, a an expanded unit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that from a sampling standpoint, it's basically has you know the loop part, like you're talking about the pedal, mm-hmm. but then it's just a trigger, right? So it yes, yes, it, it was a trigger. It's yeah, not we, a did, we had to tap it. We had to psh- right. Yeah, it's not a sequencer, so it right. it would technically be the same. It's just in rack form with more expansion, the expanded um effects and things of that nature. You know what, what I mean? year was this? Oh, dude, I I can't even. Remember, <laughs> um, I mean, it was in the eighty is okay. in the eighties. That's that's okay. all I can. That's all I can say. It's in the 80s. Okay, so you did your earlier demos with that, and then and then all of a sudden, um, like, what was your um weapon of choice? Uh, graduating out of all of that stuff, you know, um, would you start to use EPS sixteen plus? So when we got to college, you know, we would the group uh down we still were we had we were forming right the the down south group we weren't down south at the time like we're the j team because all of our last names in with j so mm-hmm. it's kind of you know the thing right That's so dope. um the, look any of any of us anybody who's going to college knows that you know when you're in high school you know you're you're, you're borrowing money and you know whatever but <laughs> you're wealthy whatever right but when you get to college yeah you have no you look you you have no idea like 
how the, the credit card companies come on you, whew, right? Trying to get you the credit card. So I Bro, say that be to say, right in your right in your mailbox. Remember that? Yeah, I say it yeah. to say just because you got the college, get you hooked. It's like you know, it's like dropping off. You know, hey, try this. You know, trying to get you hooked on it, which ultimately it does. To all these years later, the fix the credit card fix started my freshman year. You know, and I've, I've managed out of that. <laughs> hey, you want to hear a fun fact? I don't know if you remember this. Go. The EPS sixteen plus had one megabyte of memory and it was expandable up to two megabytes. Yeah, we had we had to put the expansion in it. Yep. Uh-uh. But that two is, megabytes, bro. That's two megabytes. Crazy, bro. Um yeah. so freshman year, we need to expand. We we're trying to get signed. We're trying to expand. So um my cousin Jeremy, who was in the group, he became soda pop in the group. Um, but we basically he was a sophomore, I was a freshman and the, the credit cards come around and it's like women and then so we ended up basically we had some couple, little cash right but we yeah. ended up both getting credit cards um from whoever i think it was Citibank or somebody whoever it was yeah. right and uh. we went to so out of richmond we called around called around hearing about this eps 16 plus because the guys you know you always have musicians at school you know people who travel like come from new york or different places but one particular guy had one and and um, and then also we took a trip out to, uh, Cleveland, you know, cause obviously you're in the hustle, you're just trying to meet people and you're trying to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we saw some different people it was like, all right, so we're going to get this. So we basically pulled a little cash and some credit cards and traveled up to, I think it was Ace Music in, <laughs> it's near JMU. So James Madison university, I forgot the yeah. town that it's in, but you know, that's the mountains of, of Virginia. So we traveled up there to to get you know an eps 16 plus and from that so that particular unit lasted with me all the way through to when i stopped when i went to using logic and you know whatever i'm using wow like, what but what did, all the what most did it set stuff, you back Sean, <laughs> oh, it was in because it, it was on the credit card huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm going that's a that's a that's a general <laughs> thought that it was in the thousands for sure but it wasn't great, but enough to, you know, college kids, you know, but, but that specific unit has probably the most history of all the pieces of equipment as far as in things that I've done, because it was the stuff we did, the down South stuff on. Um, and then when we were no longer on the label, you know, I kept the mm-hmm. unit because the guys got into other stuff. Then it became, you know, the most stuff stuff is done on it. The, you know, held the skeleton, any of that stuff, really, you know. Wow. Then I'm getting into like um SP twelve hundred and blah blah blah. But we we can get into that. So we're talking about first stuff right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of um health of skelter, how is working with Sean Price? Because Eddie knows he's like my favorite fucking rapper of all time. Yeah. Um, the whole the whole group, like it's it's interesting because connecting with them, I actually connected with them through a former role manager of ours, um, Joey. She she basically had connected with Evil D, right? So now you listen to the music, right? And, mm-hmm. you, you know, mm-hmm. Bucktown and all these different things, right? Mm-hmm. But then you meet, like, so my first introduction in was really meeting Evil D and Walt, the B-minus, right? Oh, of course. Right, right. Like, oh, I, I, got a, I got a side story about okay. that name, too. And the guys are so nice. Like, like they it's are. just like, so then baby Paul was a part of the B minus at the time. And he was the one right. who they, they generally put the word, but they obviously were doing their work. They, 
but baby Paul was the one who he basically because he was working with them. I think he did La Fala mm. for score sky or something yes. like that, right? Oof. And yes. that was kind of the introduction to them. But then Evil D was like the cosign. It was like the, working on two different fronts to mm-hmm. you know to promote me to them. And then when I met uh, Buckshot and Drew, you know, it was like it just was cool. Like the thing is, to all of them, bro. Like Sean, you know, all of them, just super cool, man. Like. And and I, I didn't grow up as a street cat, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, right. but moving to New York, obviously, I'm I'm street adjacent, right? I didn't yeah. grow up in the streets, but I'm street adjacent. And right, I, absolutely. And I see them like this is an assumption, but they probably grew up obviously there, but they weren't the deep street cats. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Like just you know, in 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 um, you know, interacting with them, but. Well, well, rock, was, rock was rock was definitely like you know i just saw i just saw his um his uh his people his people's party uh interview okay rock grew up pretty pretty tough okay okay yeah <laughs> but, and I, like i said it's an assumption i don't know them all yeah, yeah but you but they definitely gave all the vibe like it was it, it wasn't just all about that you know what i mean yeah it was there yeah. but then it was like you know having fun yeah. like it was cool you know but I remember being in the studio, we were working on, um, it was a compilation and they, it was a, it was a young artist named Illinois who yeah. was on, on the label and stuff like that. So, yep, yep. so I did a song for him and then they were on it. Right. Cause that's really, that was, you know, the second time I had worked with them because it was, I did the, the place to be on the nocturnal album you know mm-hmm, and yep. that was my first foray I, I had bought a bass guitar i was like right oh Dude. snap but, but all it so that was like you know playing to it and, and you know anybody who, who plays bass knows that you have yeah. to learn how to control the strings so i'm like strings kind of ringing a little bit and just like, you know, <laughs> but i mean it worked i sampled it, you know what i mean yeah that's but, dope um, yeah so but yeah no sean sean's dope yeah, that's crazy. You that's just cool. mentioned um, Drew Ha because Drew is a Syracuse grad as well. Oh, okay, nice, nice. So I used to do beats for Drew, and and Drew used and, to rap. And, yes, yes, okay. he did, and he was in a group called Twenty Twenty mm. at Syracuse. What, what one of my best friends still to this day, um, who is co-founder uh, of True Criminal Records, uh, Alex Gruthius. We right. call him Gru the Mastermind. Mm-hmm. And he graduated, and before you know it, like literally maybe two years or a year later, he came back to Syracuse with with Black Moon. Mm. And you brought up the beat miners, Walt and Evil D. This is another fun fact. Mm-hmm. Um, they are the beat miners, but they are not the original beat miner. Mm-hmm. It was, the original beat miner is is my brother in beats, Ike Lee the third. Oh okay? wow! Okay, yes, Ike Lee. A good friend of mine taught me a lot. We call him Yoda. Mm-hmm. Um, he has produced for, um, he was signed to Kedar Massenburg. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, he was a part of a production crew, three boys from Newark, but he was actually from Queens. He's from Queens. He's cut from the cloth of like Mantronics. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but um, Ike Lee is the original beat miner. If you look on Cool Keith. Mm-hmm. Or Ultra Mag. It was Cool Keith record. Right. Papa Large, Big Shot on the East Coast. So there was, yeah, right. So there were two different versions, the West Coast, East Coast. And 
I look on the credits and I see produced by the Beat Miners, right? Mm-hmm. And it only had Ike's name. It just had um, Ike Lee the third. So fast forward to when we became um, friends and acquaintances. I asked him like, "Yo, you were in the Beat Miners?" He was like, "He was like, no, like that was I was the Beat Miners." He was friends with Walt and Evil because they used to shop. Mm-hmm. And go dig, dig, and he would he would see them all the time, and they became friends. And they asked for the name, and he gave it to him. Okay, that is a true story. That's dope, man. Um, getting back to you, how did you meet Yasin Bay? How did that even happen? Um, I mentioned earlier about uh, Joey. She was a role manager of ours. Yes, in the group okay. house. So she worked for uh, like a business manager of Tavel and Thea, right? So. Tavel and Thea handled um, Tribe. They handled, um, well, specifically Tribe, but Bush, the Bush Babies, right? So in her right. work in there, uh, she had befriended Khalil or Mr. Man from the Bush Babies. So, yes. So, you know, and and she's still, you know, out there promoting. You know, we weren't necessarily the group at the time, but just I was still hanging around and stuff. And then she uh, introduced me to him. It's like, yeah, hey, you need to meet Khalil and, you know, all this stuff like that. So we hit we hit it off, and then he was starting to learn how to use the SP twelve hundred. I already was using it, right? So it was like you know we're just fast friends, yeah. and it was like it was cool. And then they they were working on their new album, the Gravity album. Yeah. So in the process of helping him and you know just showing him stuff, we showing each other stuff because he he took it to another level. You know, what I mean he he's one of those cats. Once he locks in on it, like he's he's gonna blow past you pretty soon when he he's gonna master something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, in Bush the process, baby, shout the Bush baby, shout out the Bush babies. Yep. Yeah. And, um, they were working on the gravity album. So we basically, you know, started the process. So I ended up doing the, the intro outro and two other songs. And it was a pivotal moment because that's where I met, like, you know, you have certain moments in your like Kairos moments where certain things come together, right? Like a, a bunch of streams, small streams that look like, uh, what's going on. They all, Come, but then they come out into that mighty river that that can change the course. It's powerful, right? You know, power power villages and do whatever, right? So it was a powerful moment uh, when he introduced because most came in. We were at Battery Studios, and he most came in to introduce. You know, he was like, "Hey, he's gonna do some poetry, kind of rap poetry stuff over the intro outro." So he brought it. I met him at Battery Studios, right? And um, then from there, you know, we were cool. We rapped on it. sounded great. We, we just did what we did. And then, um, you know, sometime later after the album. So right when the album was finishing, they want, needed one more single. So obviously when you're working on the album, you, you're, you're part of the contributing uh, group. So you just everybody's still trying to contribute. So the, it was um, like Bob Power. He was they were mixing. They were. Yeah, we were already starting to mix. So Bob Power was mixing. And they like, oh, we need a we we want a, a single, right, or something. You know, that's the nature of how record companies would they want as many singles as possible, thumb that that potential. And um, so in the process, I end up coming up with that night coming up with Universal Magnetic, you know, and they ended up not using it, but you know, it, mm. it became a song that you know a couple of weeks later when Mister Man brought most uh, to the house. He ended up right. you know, picking it, you know, and that, so obviously that's a, that's a story for 
you know, encouragement for producers just because one wow. person doesn't use it, you know, the next yeah. man can. For sure. That's some shit. <laughs> yeah, bro. You always hear people passing on beats. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, recently Mad Skills came out and had a, a beat tape and he showed the tape, had had Jay's handwriting on it. And he was scrolling through the tape, listening, listening to listening to the tape, right? And the Far Side record comes on. Mm. And he's like, "Oh shit, I fucking passed this. I passed on this record." Wow. Imagine, yeah. So it was, um, it was one of those things where it's like one man's trash is another man's treasure. You know, treasure because sure. I mean, that's passing Wait. me by is like one of the biggest hip hop records like ever you know so right. it's 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 funny that you said that because i watched that video yesterday two days ago and i, I, I he was like wow i can't he goes, this is the tape like he was shocked you know he was right. like wow, this is the tape i found it this is the tape that has the original beat on it that the far side took that jd gave me before the far side took it and so minute, passed we're, on we're, the, we're passed talking on the about what we're, we're, we're talking about run or we're talking about we're not talking about mean? um passing me by, right? My bad. We're talking about running. Running, right, right, right. My bad. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, we're talking. We're talking about running, not passing me by. Yeah. See, fucked fucked up my whole story. Damn. <laughs> no, no, it's still the same. It's still the same. It's just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right, yeah. We're talking. We're talking about running. That's right. He passed on. He passed on running. Mad skills passed on the running beat. Yeah, but the thing is, tape. too, it, and and I didn't even realize that in doing the Mad Skills album. Oh yeah, that's right. You worked with him too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like he, I, I didn't know him from Virginia, but because he was signed to Big Beat, when I became an independent producer, wasn't signed anymore. Rob mm-hmm. had connected me, so it was just like you know, chopping beats and stuff. He ended up picking. I did three beats on there, and um, right. Well, there's we got um, inherit the world, inherit. All, all, all in it, and uh, street rules. Street right? right, right. Yeah, and the thing is too. But, but Jay, I didn't, you know, you're just doing a record and there's different producers on there, but like mm-hmm. there's a lot of people on it, but like uh, Dilla or JD at the time, right? Mm-hmm. He was on that record too, right? So it's like, you know, you, oh, sh- you know, so it's like right. some of the first records we, that was the Maskill was the first record I did that was released as a, as an independent producer outside mm-hmm. of the group. You know what I mean? So it was the it was the, right. the turning point when I talked about those Kairos moments. The turning point right, to right. lead me down the path. You know what I mean? Of For producing sure. and stuff like that, independent wise. Um, yeah. But if you listen to Running and the song that that Mad Skills picked, they were in the same vein. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it had um. If I man, what is it? Sorry, the Running is in my mind now. I'm like I can't think of the but the, they the had a certain the... feel to it, right? So, right. I don't think, you know, he wouldn't have obviously made running like it, like, you know, it, it would have been different, you know? Right, right, right. So it's good that he passed on. It's good that he chose the one he had, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, man. I Listen, you, your story is uh, common. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, it's, it's inspiring. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like now that I'm getting back into uh, the swing of things, like with production, when I have the time and whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm always uh, I'm always struggling to find the sound. Um, you know, and I find that I, like I'm starting to realize that less is more. Talking about you know drums and you know now I guess now you know with drum stacks, um, you know super dope idea. 
Mm. Uh, you, you know, man. and me and me and Eddie were talking about it. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of sh- like spoon fed shit out there. Mm. You know, and, and a lot of whack stuff too that people make you pay for. You know. Mm. And make you pay for it over and over again, whether mm-hmm. it's a subscription or it's like a volume one, a volume two, right, volume right. three. You're fucking going to put all these together and charge you triple the, what I was paying. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. So the $40 one, t- one shot. $39.99. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I charged the fucking, charge the juice, <laughs> one cent juice. I'm Obviously, sorry. No, but it's probably $39.99. Pay one time, $39.99. So the rhyme, pay one time, oh, $39.99. Pay one know? time, $39.99. <laughs> Makes sense. Keep it, keep yeah, it hip hop. Yeah, yeah. I un- understood. Um, super but dope because, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, you know the new sounds monthly and how you only got to pay the one time and then you get new sounds you don't have to worry about it's not a subscription that's just very humble you know yeah, i'm um, glad you brought it up because this this and this is something i definitely wanted to say you know like in having it you know definitely um feel like it's a great idea you know what i mean and last mm-hmm. year like I, you know i was putting the sounds out and then i got to a point where it was like i was trying to figure out I mean, not so much the sound. Sound wise, to just I just jump in and experiment and just you mm. know stuff like that. But I think that like I set myself up. It probably was the first real business that I started. Like you know, what I mean, right. putting out stuff for sale and you like, and I set myself up really mentally for like a disappointment because it's just the stages of of promotion and if you're dealing with algorithms and or you like yeah. Instagram, like you want to reach more people than you are, and then people look like busy and people, I don't buy everything that I first see. So I just, <laughs> I, I got away from, like I started, it was just like me. These, this is what I would do for myself. I'm just sharing it. Right. And just, you know, mm. people help pay and come along, you know, with it. But I just psyched myself out in, in the, in the process of it, where it was just like, I, you know, I, I lost my way on it. It was just like, okay, I'm, I'm putting out the sounds, I'm doing it. And I just started to become discouraged and it's just, it, it made me just like, okay, mm-hmm. I just need to like pull back and like revamp, you know? And like we had talked about like offline about just like mental health and stuff. It like, I went through right. like a, a little depression behind it, man. Cause it was like, my yeah. expectations were like, I man, I positioned this thing, you know, right price. And, you know, it feel like I'm doing something quality and all this stuff like that. And yep. it, it's, it's not, it's something that's common to everybody who's trying to have, just do something right like but case in point man yeah case like we were talking and i want to hear i want to i want you to you tell know. me you know a little bit what you what you're what we were talking about too um but i stopped i stopped putting the sounds out so i'm obviously mm. gonna go back you know just pick it up and you know keep going and stuff like that and i let people know you know um you know that but sure. those who are wondering hey you know what happened you know and and the value they technically have gotten but i i because I stopped, I didn't release during those months and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. now I'm back to like, okay, I'm, I'm really, you know, I want the sales and all that stuff because it just helps, right? You know, to to do, to do equipment or whatever. But I'm I'm back to like doing it where it's like, I just I want to hear the sound. I want to discover like certain you know textures and you know all this stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. like um. I went out and bought this transformer. Like I'm getting into all kinds of stuff, right? Like um, transformer design. Sound design is crazy. Yeah, you know, sound design is fucking crazy. Yeah, it was yeah, this. Um, is this guy 
um, in California, Big Noise Radio, he sells these transformers. Like he makes mm. these units you run your stuff through. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah, yeah, right, right, Like right. Uh, I was talking to um, Stolen Drums. Stolen Drums had just ordered a piece from him before <laughs> I, like, I got to it, right? So it's just the whole pursuit of texture and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. like I'm excited about it to get really get back to releasing stuff and just pick right up. You know what I mean? And and, and I'm yeah. grateful for the graciousness that people gave me when I just took that time off. Because it's mentally like I just it, it was like, dude, other things in my life are like good. And it was like, yeah. this thing threw me over here, man. And I'm like, and and I guess, you know, not having gone through, you know, I've gone through mental issues. You know, all of us are crazy in some sense, right? Like, you know, <laughs> and, and, and don't think I'm telling yeah. All of us have something going on where we're trying to like, that thing is just not processing right. Like it's, it's glitching, yeah. glitching, you know. And, Absolutely. <clears throat> but in the, in the process, I, I realized it scared me though, because it was like, wow, this, I'm feeling really down about this. You know what I mean? And yeah. it just, I had to regroup. So, you know, not to make it too much about that, but I, I, I definitely enjoy doing it. I'm appreciative of all the support. You all, you know, support Eddie, you know, got something toward the end and stuff. This is the beautiful thing about, um, about what we do, man. Like for me and for react, we're all about the working producer, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. guys who are unsung. Mm-hmm. That's the word. This is why you're on the show. I say it over again. I remember your records and I just, you know, I was, I was in a, in a space, um, where I was just like really paying attention to the music. I remember I went to fat beats, you know, cause, uh, shout out to, uh, clips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- those are the homies. Yeah. And I remember just going there and I copped the universal, um, and, and the body rock records, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, <laughs> you know, more so, um, uh, universal mm-hmm. because it was just like the textures of that record were just so crazy. You had the pterodactyls, the birds, you know. Well, that's a real bird. That was a bird that was out there. I was, I was telling React the, the Bush Baby story. Like, I went to, you know, yeah. the whole thing about the, trying to get the single, but that was a yeah. bird that used to be in Brooklyn where we live. In the morning, I would I would tend to work in the morning. So that's why I say I've been doing like sound like all kinds of stuff for a, a minute. Just that's like, hilarious. Like, that is hilarious, man. But, but that like, bird would come in the backyard, and and we were in the brownstone. The bird would come in the backyard, and and because I would fuck tend it, to I'm going to sample the bird, right? So it's a blue jay, a blue jay, right? I don't know what blue, kind of bird it is. I I, I, I believe blue it, jays are super loud like that. I have to find, I've heard it like, you know, still being in New York, I've heard it periodically, but yeah, but I, it just was like, dude, and it, and it felt like the same bird. It was just like, cause it just keep coming back, bro. And I, and I remember yeah. thinking that morning, like that we, I had left the studio that night, got a nap, was up work, trying to work on, get this single to go. We were going back to the studio, Universal yeah. thing, that what ultimately became the universal magnetic. And, um, I was like, oh, buddy. I said, you getting sampled today. I said, I'm, I put that mic out that window. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you keep coming back. Yeah. I said, and I remember saying, like, you know, I said, I hope this guy don't come back and sue me for publishing. You know what I mean? Oh, my God, <laughs> I was man. I joking to myself, right? But, yeah, nah, it, 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 it was on there. You know what I mean? And um, 
That's and it's funny. A lot of people mention that. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. the, the bird, like um, it's hilarious, yeah. man. Like it's hilarious, but, but, but it was all dope. I was just like because I was I was thinking to myself like, man, you know, I was really studying everybody, um, and I was just like, wow, he has like other things going on, and then it's like the, and it was like the do do do, and then there then there was like a voice do do do. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yes. So I was just like, oh my god, there's so many fucking levels to this record. Yeah, that um, was that was one of my favorites. But I made it so like you know with the, the trap guy, I ain't making it twenty some seconds, right? But yeah, it was like it was definitely an overnight. <laughs> um, it just came together, man. It was um, yeah, and 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 it evolved over time. You know, uh, the yeah. thing like you, you mentioned about the bird, like uh, Rich Mason, who works with um, most a lot doing like promoting like the tours and whatever he does. Yeah. Right? He, you know, he brings it up and like, you know, just so it's like, but that record, <laughs> like something simple, like the roads, right? How the roads is probably like, so I took a single note, right? So, yeah. But I played it over itself at least probably. 30 times so i played it at different times so that's why i was going oh my god fucking genius right that's genius yes yes it is just like going 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 and then and so the um the thing with the the sound that the record you ultimately heard the do 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 that wasn't as pronounced in the original because most had um you know, me, me being, I was growing in my Christianity had just rededicated my life and most growing yeah. in his, you know, I think he was a Sunni Muslim, right? So, yes, so he's yes, growing, he was. he's growing. So he read a yep. book and I don't know what the source of the book, but he read a book was, was, um, talking about, um, bass string instruments, evoking evil spirit, whatever it was, right. Horns and yeah. whatever. Right. So that's why in the beginning of universal magnetic, go, Oh right? yeah. That's why he yep. did it with his mouth. Cause it was kind of like this whole, you know, it wasn't a horn. It was his mouth. Right. And yeah. so then I had to, from that, he wanted to beat, but to honor him. Oh, I there it is right there. There it is. Play, yeah. play it again. React. Oh, yeah, 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 that was yeah. him doing with his mouth. So, yeah, Zef, That's crazy. Yeah. So, so with the um, but the bass, the bass thing, because I used the actual bass guitar. Yeah, I use a bass guitar, right? So, mm-hmm. in the process of um of doing it, I ended up taking the rows, the lower notes of the rows, but also I ended mm-hmm. up micing up like a like a, a little rubber band or something like that. Like Mike <laughs> mm. didn't like, like super, like you, you, you rubber band is not going to put out so much. Right. But it's like, you gotta, you know, just, so that's why you get that. It's a certain sound. Of, oh my you know God. What I mean? Yeah, it's such a place that creates such a melody. Brooklyn, no ladies. It's a living thing. Oh, uh, you hear the bird? Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely that's definitely a blue jay. Did the loudest I'm, birds. Right, ever. Like, you know what though? Actually, now that you said it, because it's like I'm sure I'll have to mention it again, and then I'll give you credit. Eddie was uh he told me what the bird was, right? So I'm like, I what I'm gonna do, I'm going to University of YouTube, because I find out a lot on YouTube. 
um, and just put up like Blue Jay sounds, and you'll know. I'll know it. Bird Jay, here we go. Bird Bird Jay call. Irritated Blue Jays. That sounds like he'd be from New York. Hold on, let's see what that one sounds like. <laughs> nah, that's that. Nah, he sounds he sounds pissed though. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna search it up. And you hit a right? Yeah. That's, that's the other sound he was making too. It was like the, the so, but that's all percussion, man. Before we before we head out, um, I did want to to bring up a point about um producers back when we were coming up some were sharing and and a lot of them were not right and what i mean by that now there are a lot of producers right now in this day and age that are very unselfish you being one of them obviously you know with your drum stacks and everything but back then man everything was so secretive and just like they just weren't willing to uh to give up did you have you ever had to you know were you on your own or did you have an OG um, as far as producers? I mean, I know you worked with Q-Tip when you had him in the studio, obviously, which is. Yeah, but I never you know. worked too directly with him. It was more, you know, just right. his presence. Yeah. So, but it, I would so say what, the, the beat, um, beat minors, the um, beat nuts, the, you know, certain people okay. that we came in into do with, with the drum down South, but then eventually it became, you know, friends like 88 keys and all kinds of different yeah. people mm. you know dr butcher mm -hmm. you know what i mean wow. yeah he all was right. the one who actually you know he, he he helped me a lot he to learn the sp 1200 you know what i mm -hmm. mean he, he mm -hmm. was a christian he's a christian brother let me you know exposed me to yeah. the church more like the, uh, he's definitely <laughs> one of my you know all of that man. yeah that's really that's really dope i mean i yeah. just felt just felt like um but were, were, were you were you like that um yeah. per se okay. yeah not necessarily with close people right like people yeah, yeah okay we, we were shared sounds here but in general it was the yeah. culture everyone always mm. tried to hold back on somebody you know and even today oh, yeah. don't, they, don't don't be fooled people hold back but they just oh yeah now that, that's, but it's that's, like, that, that's that's what i was getting at because <clears throat> here, here come the jokes because because you know the sound the sounds drumsticks i know i know there's a sean J secret super duper kit that you're holding <laughs> on to that um, we, we cannot access <laughs> but at, this so juncture, just, at this juncture because you know what though i think that and and this is me getting back into i made a decision i was like i'm just doing sound design. i'm not even producing but somehow yeah. producing keeps coming back around where it's like I want to produce again, right? So it's like yeah. to produce That's for artists. That's a good thing, though. That's a good feeling. And have yeah. it go hand in hand. So but yeah. because I'm not the, personally at the time of like doing this stuff, I'm not competing yep. with it. Like to pull the stash aside, there is no secret stash. Like okay. all of this stuff is literally within my hand, my feeling. Because, oh boy, boy I, heard, I heard some snares that, that, you, that you've had. And I've heard in your catalog that that React and I were listening to prior to you coming on, and I was like, "That snare! I don't think I have that <laughs> intro stacks." Yeah, no, 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 no. But any of that stuff, I won't pull. I'm not. I want my thirty nine ninety nine back. <laughs> I'm not pulling that stuff. I never said that it would be that. Um, okay. 
like the most F snares like that it would be promoted as that if it was that you know what I mean yeah no no you're uh, the, the drum stats everybody please go out and cop it um it is it is truly wonderful and I think it's just a it's 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 um groundbreaking what you did you know like you know what guess what um it's one price and we're not just gonna yeah. keep beating you over the head for twenty nine ninety nine. that's or, the best or part whatever you right. know like you just added on that's that's the unselfish part that's what i truly mm-hmm. truly love about um you as a producer um and just uh, that's just unselfish man i you know i i talked to stolen drums you mentioned stolen drums mm-hmm. earlier I talk to Stone all the time and he's just always like uh, the nicest person. And um, sure. I look at you in the same light, man. I really cool. do, man. And Thank I, you, man. We appreciate you uh, coming to the chop shop. For sure. Man, for real. Wow. Yeah, bro. This dude went from Dixie cup snares to universal <laughs> magnetic and body rock. Let that <laughs> one sit for a second, man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable story. And the fact that he went from an EPS-16 directly to Logic is also crazy. Dude was using an EPS-16 all the way up until a few years ago. Yeah, crazy. Man. Yeah, crazy. and and the Bush babies passed on Universal Magnetic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy too. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Shouts to Sean J. Period. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Make sure you check out Drumstacks.com. Drumstacks.com. $39.99 one-time fee. Get all of Sean J. Period's drums from his collection, his personal collection. That's being humble. Yeah, man. And 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 they get replenished with new drums every month. That's right. New drums every month. But you only have to pay once. $39.99 one time. You could tell he keeps it hip-hop when the tagline rhymes. For sure. <laughs> hey man. So that was a great show, man. Our first show out the bat. And uh yeah. I feel like we hit a home run. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. No pun intended. J period. John J period. Anyways, thanks for listening. Keep tuning in. Click the link in the bio. Make sure you follow us. All socials. Make sure you go and check out the Chop Shop playlist. We got a bunch of Sean J period joints in there for you. We got a bunch of Eddie James joints in there for you right now. And as these episodes go along, that playlist will get updated with joints from everybody who comes on the Chop Shop. Peace and love, y'all.